if you got your Bibles, uh, open them up. If not, it will magically appear on the screen behind me uh, in Acts 2 here. Uh, and we're going to dive into this text. And kiddos, be ready. I'm going to need some of your interaction today. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to read this and I'm going to pray. Acts 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God, we are incredibly thankful for your words, incredibly thankful for the Bible, that we get to hold it over us, and it has authority over our lives, over our understanding of you, our, our call to how we live uh, in this world as followers of you. And I pray that you would use the Bible both in it being read earlier and it being preached now, use it to change us from the inside out. Use it to grow us up into a family from age, you know, newborn all the way to 99. May we be people that come together and are bonded by the gospel, that are bonded through the scripture. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I need a volunteer. So I need a volunteer to come up, um, and I see some hands going up, and I'd love to see Carlton. Carlton, where are you at? Okay, Carlton, come on up. Um, all right, Carlton, I want you, this is a rock right here. Um, I want you to describe, touch it, you can hold it. I want you to describe it, turn around, describe it to the people around you. You can feel it, put your hands around it. What word would you use to describe that rock? Rough. Rough. Say it loudly. Rough. Rough. Perfect description. Okay. All right. Now we're going to do, I want you to hold that rock. I want you to put it on this tray right here. You got it? Two hands. Perfect. All right. And I'm going to put some water on that rock. And then I'm going to have you touch it again. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, now you describe this rock as rough, so so you touch it again, I'll hold it for you. Now tell me, is it still rough? Yeah. You sure? Flip it over. Feel it? Did it get smooth or is it still rough? Smooth. You a little smooth? The water made it a little smooth. Does it feel like it would still hurt you if you kind of brushed it across your skin? Not so much. Not so much? (laughs) So a little bit, but not so much. Perfect. All right, you can take that with you. All right, I'll keep the tray. You keep the rock. All right, let me give Carlton a round of applause here. All right, you can return. You stay there, Carlton, or you can return to your seat. Either one. Perfect. Thank you. So the, so the water did, you felt a little different, but in a lot of ways the rock didn't really change very much. So we're going to just take a note of that. 
So we're going to talk about the scene here. So this passage, Acts 2, this is a, a beautiful passage that we have read in the past. We oftentimes read it around the time of Pentecost, uh, but it falls in the Easter season as well. And this is a scene here about the early church. And when I think about the scene here, when I start to visualize these people living out the life that, they are, that they're describing here, I just want to say that it sounds awesome, Right? This is the Easter life. I want this community life. I mean, this is after Jesus has been crucified, came back from the dead. He ascended into heaven at the beginning of Acts. Pentecost came. The Holy Spirit came into the church. And it is an absolute scene. And then Peter gets up, delivers this awesome sermon, wraps it up by saying, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sin. The gospel has been preached. And though we are far off because of our sin, Jesus welcomes us in through his forgiveness, and the church explodes. It says that many, so many were, were added as new converts, which is amazing, but these people are not just converted, they're not just getting baptized, they're not just believing in Jesus, but in this crazy way, they're living this beautiful life together. And so let's hear about this. Wonders and signs are being performed. It says the believers, the community of the faith, were together. And what we see here is that they're developing relationships and friendships. I recently heard a joke that said Jesus, he performed a ton of miracles in his life, turned the water to wine, you know, brought people back from the dead. But the most amazing one was that he was in his mid-30s and somehow still had over ten friends. Like, it's... Uh, and so it hit home, you know, for us as, as people that are you know, lonelier, statistically lonelier than ever as adults. But the early church here is basking in the love and forgiveness of Jesus. Living a life that he laid out in his time on earth in response to the forgiveness that they've given, been given from him. They're living the life, just like the opening call said, a prayer that we pray that he is our example. They're living that out amidst people and community. So kids, take a second to look, to think about your friends. Think about, you know, the, the gift that friends are in your life. Someone to laugh with, someone to play basketball with, someone to learn about Jesus with, eat meals. And then think about all of your friends at a playground together. Raise your hand if you like to go to the playground. Yes, adults, kids, everybody. Love it. So think about your playground. Uh, you know, last time you were at the playground, you show up, all your friends are there, and it's just been a great time. And all of a sudden, one of the parents says, it's snack time, you know, mid-morning or mid-afternoon. And so raise your hand and tell me the best snack out there. What we got? Emma. Cheeto puffs. Who? Any amens to Cheeto puffs? Yes, amens across the board. So say that you open up your snack... You open up your baggie, and you're all excited, and you pull it out, and it is just not only goldfish, it is goldfish that have been crushed to smithereens. So you're in a circle with all of your friends, and, the, and your, all your friends have Cheeto puffs or the hot Cheetos, you know, depending on your favorite kind of Cheetos, in a circle. They're just opening up bag after bag of amazing snacks, and you look down, look up, look down, orange crumbs of goldfish. So that scene, if we take Acts 2 and apply it to that scene, what do you think the friends with the Cheeto Puffs are going to do? Emma, raise what are the Cheeto... If you, if you have Cheeto Puffs and your friends have crumbs of goldfish, what are you going to do with those Cheeto Puffs? 
share those Cheeto puffs. So what we have here, all the believers were together, had everything in common. Sold property, sold possessions, to give to anyone who had need. The generosity, this unselfish, love your neighbor as yourself generosity was and is the invitation to the church. And let me say that you at Redeemer, though there's always room for improvement, I get that, I want to tell you that I think you do an incredible job of this. And I want you to lean into it more and more, but I see this and I see it over and over again. There's probably ways I don't even get to witness to it. But this last week, I was with Pastor Mac and we were walking through Vine City, the neighborhood just south of here, and we came across a woman who's frequented the church over the years but has some health issues so she can't make it very often. And I was probably in my own little world, probably on my phone, who knows what, but Pastor Mac saw this woman who was looking kind of glum, kind of down, kind of having a rough day, and he went over to chat with her. In that conversation, he found out that she had her car, she's a, a little car, and that her alternator had gone out. And I don't know a ton about cars, but alternator, very important. You can't start it without the alternator. And she called to get it fixed, but the price tag, the estimate, was just a lot higher than she could afford. So she was just stuck at home with this car that everything else worked, but she couldn't get it started. Well, I kind of perked up a little bit and listened to Pastor Max say, Man, we, this is his words, man, we got you. He said, ma'am, I'll figure out how we can get an alternator and we'll get that car up and running. And what happened next? She just gave him this huge hug. And from there, Leon, Pastor Mac, went and found an alternator, the make and model, ordered that, and then he called up Rod. Maybe you guys may remember Rod, Barbecue Rod. Rod's the one that always barbecues, comes from the south of the city. Raise your hand if you remember Barbecue Rod. Yes. Uh, Barbecue Rod also is alternator Rod. Rod can fix cars as well. And so... Pastor Matt calls up Rod. Rod said, I'll come up. As soon as you get the part in, I'll come up, do it for free. We'll fix it right in front of her house. Happened this week, and I asked Leon about it. He said the woman cried her eyes out at the fact that she had transportation again. Folks, this is an example of dozens that I see you living out of Acts 2. The people didn't have needs because everyone was willing to sacrifice something their time, their money, to the betterment of the people around them. So this life, this community, something we all are drawn to, so we have to ask our questions, a question here, how do we do this? How do we keep on doing it? If we're doing this marginally well or pretty well, how do we do it better? Because living this life is hard and it's not normal for how the world works. Well, we have to look at what does the Bible say? So before he gets to the description of how all this went down, it says, at the very beginning, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They devoted themselves, this Greek word here, which uh, we had a long discussion about how to pronounce this, and I admit it, I have no idea how to pronounce it, uh, so good luck signing it. Uh, So it's proskar terontes. Uh, ish, but in essence, that big long Greek word that they devoted themselves um, means steadfastly continuing. So let's go back to that rock. So that rock that was described originally as rough got a little smoother with some water where I went down to a creek 
beside my house or around the corner from my house, and from that pile is where that rock came from. It was near the water, but not in it. And that rock, though there's water around it, was very, very dry when I picked it up. It doesn't mean that it never got wet. Sometime when the creek is really, sometimes when that creek is really high, I'm sure it gets wet, but it was very rare. It's very rare that it did. And even when we splashed some water on it, it didn't change that rock a ton. Well, my, Carlton, I want you to come on up here again one more time. Because I also grabbed a rock. You can go to the next slide. From that water, inside that water, people were probably having questions of why Pastor Drew's in the middle of this creek grabbing rocks, but grab this rock and tell me how you would describe it compared to this one. Say it real loud because I forgot the mic. How does it feel? How does it feels hot? It's been in my pocket. You had my body heat on it. Yeah. Which one feels smoother? Which one feels rougher? Smoother and rougher. All right. Good job, Carlton. You can go back to your seat. So both rocks, similar color, similar size. Both have gotten wet before. I mean, you saw the the cold, rough rock get wet. But the difference between those rocks is simply that one occasionally got wet and one continually got wet and was hot from my leg. Uh, (laughs) So like that rock, we, just like that rock over time, the water changed it and smoothed it out. Not in a day, not in an hour, not in a week, but over a long period of time it changed. And like that rock, we are called to what the Scripture says here, devote ourselves to the teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And through the Holy Spirit, we will change. And as individuals, we will change. But honestly, even more importantly, as a community, we will change. And I want you to see how this works. And so there's things that we're describing here of what to do. And one thing on the list is teaching. And teaching could be defined as you hearing a sermon being preached. It could be defined through reading your Bible and studying it. It could be defined through your discipleship group. But it is letting the Scripture inform us, teach us how to live our lives. So I've got another thing I want you guys to do to participate in. So on this side of the room, I'll call it my right, your left, Underneath one of the chairs, there is an envelope. And so I want you to find that envelope. And this is just like a foul ball at a baseball game. You give it to a kid when you find it. Uh, And if it's not under your chair, search for one around. I, I feel very confident in this. Uh, keep looking. You have to look. It's taped underneath there. It's taped underneath there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Family Worship Sunday. Like, you're, uh, get, in a, get up out of your chair if you need to. It should be in the general vicinity of Justin Bleeger. So, work hard over there, buddy. <laughs> It's like a Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Uh, very exciting. Very different. Hey, there we go. Okay, now what does that envelope say? Loud and proud. 
Fill in your name. Gracie. So the, con- the instructions of that envelope are the contents of this envelope belong to Gracie. Everybody welcome Gracie. Um, she can send it however she wants to. Now open up the envelope. What do we have in there? Five dollars. All right, so Gracie, you're instructed to do whatever you want to spend that on, on he, whatever you please. So if you are given $5, what would you, what's a treat for yourself you'd like to spend that on? There's no wrong answers here. Cup of coffee. Yes, I love that. Okay, Chattahoochee coffee, our favorite coffee, I presume. Okay, so you have been instructed on how to spend that, and you're going to spend it on a cup of coffee for yourself. Okay, left side of the room. There is an envelope underneath the chair. <laughs> And so I want you to find it. <laughs> it's uh, Lee's, Lee's very warm. Lee's star very warm. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> hey, right, Lee, stand up and read what the front of that one says. So the instructions on that one are, this money is a gift from God used to take care of yourself and bless other people. So Lee, tell me how you would bless somebody else with $5. Buy them something. What about some Swirl World ice cream from Racetrack for a friend? That seems right up your alley. I know, I know you well, Lee. I know you well. So the instructions, so equal gifts, but the instructions mattered. This is a simple teaching that your wealth, your money, a simple teaching from the Bible that all of us have heard probably is that your money is not your own. As First Chronicles says, wealth and honor come from God. God is the ruler of all things. In His hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength. Everything comes from Him, and we have given Him only what comes from His hand. So what we have here is the Christian life. We've been instructed by God that the Christian life, when we are given, our, our, whether it's our time or our resources, our money, yes, we're called to take care of ourselves and our family, but we're also called to steward that money to bless the people around us. Without those instructions on our own, Given ourselves, and Gracie, no wrong answer here. You did just what you were asked to here. But on our own, oftentimes we think the instructions are the world that the world gives us. That this is our money, we earned it, therefore we're going to spend it on whatever makes us happy. And so therefore, for us to live out this, this devoted, this life where they're sharing all things in its beautiful community, we've got to be committed to the teaching of the Bible and be changed by it. So the Christian life, and Julie, you can come on up whenever you're ready. So the Christian life is a life of generosity, as we see from the Bible. A life of seeing the needs around us and being willing to sacrificially give, you know, whether it's, you know, 
helping out uh, someone in need or it's you know, giving somebody a racetrack, swirl world ice cream, whatever it is for you that God calls us to, whether it's taking turns on the swings, whether it's sharing snacks, that community is not just going to happen on its own. Left to our own devices, we do not get to this community. Rather, we have to be taught, transformed by the Holy Spirit. And as we lean into these things, fellowship, teaching, prayer, we're changed. And our, our, our community looks more and more like the folks in Acts 2. And the beautiful part about this, when he describes, when the, the writer describes, he doesn't just say teaching and fellowship and prayer, but he also includes the breaking of the bread. He also includes the call for us to participate in communion. So in order to live the life that God invites us into, he's given us this sacrament to help us, to be nourishment for our souls, fuel for our lives. And so as we enter into the communion liturgy, Pastor Max is going to come up as he walks us through the communion liturgy. Know that this is not just remembering what he did for us, but it's fuel for how we are called to live with each other. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for the Bible, grateful for the stories, the description of the early church. And may we, through the gospel, through the power of the Holy Spirit, live a life that looks more and more like that Acts 2. More and more like how we it's described as a group of people that see the needs and meet the needs of the people around them. In Christ's name we pray.